Some people search for a fountain that promises forever young. Some people need three dozen roses, and that's the only way to prove you love them. Listen, baby, the world on a silver platter, and what good would it be with no one to share, with no one who truly cares for or me? Some people want it all, but I don't want nothing at all. If it ain't you, baby, if I ain't got you, baby. Some people want diamond rings, some just want everything. But everything means nothing if I ain't got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, One tongue too long. The song has been sung. The time has begun for me to have some fun. Oh man, this is the Not Necessarily Podcast. I am your host, Freddie. Self-expression, music sessions, learning lessons, time's depressing, but life's about progression. Asking questions, you'll say not necessarily, and share your story voluntarily. Mm. Uh, this is a poem I wrote. Shout out to Elizabeth Martinez, my last guest, uh, my very first guest ever on the Not Necessarily podcast. She was amazing. Thank you for sharing your story. Shout out Elizabeth uh, my very, very, very good friend were like peas and carrots, as I said in the uh, poem that I sang to her. Uh, um, I have another one. This one's called Seven, Ye- Seven Tears. Seven Tears. Uh, inspired by Elizabeth Martinez. My very good friend, I haven't seen her. I might have mentioned last podcast that I haven't seen her in like seven years. We uh, met at Produce Junction, my first job ever. Uh, when I was around 20, I met her, she was 29, and then we just clicked, you know, she needed some help transferring some credits from uh, from Mexico, because she went to college in Mexico, and uh, this was in Egg Harbor Township in South Jersey, uh, Produce Junction, and then we just hung out uh, all the time after that, we read, rode bicycles, uh, ate food at my house together, just talked, just connected, went out to eat together, and drank together. Uh, she's just a great person, you know. And um, shared a lot of her stories. Shared some things that I didn't know about her. Last podcast, very inspiring, very motivating. She gave me some confidence. I gave her some confidence, you know. She teaches me. I teach her. I learn from her. She learns from me. And we're just doing this life thing together. So shout out Elizabeth. I wrote this poem. Uh, not. Um, inspired by you not for you but just just a poem that I after we spend time together I'm not gonna lie I did cry (laughs) I'm gonna miss my friend I haven't seen her in seven years and we just spent two days together I felt like Orlando Bloom's character in Pirates of the Caribbean when he says bye to uh, freaking his Elizabeth Swan 
and says, you know, I'll see you in 10 years. It's been seven years since I've seen her in the flesh. <laughs> We've been, but I mean, at least we have, you know, phone, phone calls, and at least I can use my phone, and things of that nature. And uh, we did have seven hours worth of conversation one time. That was the longest phone call I've ever been on. <laughs> so I'm going to miss her. And this was inspired by her. It's called Seven Tears. Me and my peers have many fears. They're brave volunteers and three musketeers. Seven long years of cool on the surface. Every breath, bite, and food and tears serve the purpose. Every red card, every job at customer service, every single bump in the road was worth it. Every conflict, rejection, every awkwardness, the bliss of self-pity, all arguments, the abyss of depression, thoughts we let them go. Unless they were positive, then we let them flow. Every time, confrontation with a stranger, or every hair pulled out of my head out of anger. Every plateful of emotional stress, never getting it out, bottled up with regrets. Exhale negativity as easy as breathing. During the quarantine, I was just dreaming. Nothing special, not cut from a different fabric. It's not luck, Jesus, Buddha, or magic. Just courage in the face of tragic. No matter what happens, I make it happen. Mm. So, that's today's, that's this week's poem. I hope y'all liked it. Um, you know, this is the Not Necessarily podcast. Last week was my first episode. This would be my second episode, but I still haven't introduced myself yet i haven't really introduced the premise of the podcast yet but here we go let's start off with the usual <laughs> the segment called where are you from let's play the where are you from game because a lot of times people ask where are you from and i just don't know what to say or you know it could mean a lot of different things you know where i was born where i was raised uh, where i live now my ethnicity or i could just decide to say you know i'm from my mom you know i don't feel like answering you you know so boom, just depends on what connotation that it's asked in. Where are you from? That's like very judgmental, it's like tribal, you know. Oh, where are you from? It's like, uh, hey, like, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> whatever you say is cool with me, you know. Or, or like, de donde eres, or whatever, you know. People could mean ethnicity, they want to know what country you're from, what country your family's from. They want to know about your family, but make no mistake, I have family, but I'm me. I'm... I'm my own person, so, yeah, I'll say where I was born, I was born in Egg Harbor Township in South Jersey, uh, where I live now, I live in Newark, New Jersey, um, ethnicity, I am Colombian, Colombian American, Colombia in South America, um, um, uh, what, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm from my mom, shout out my mom, and that's about it. That's uh, okay, so that was the where are you from section of the podcast. Uh, yeah, I'll just tell a little bit about myself. Uh, Fernando is my name. On the show, I'm going to be going by Freddy. Freddy was my nickname growing up until I was 18. And then, you know, little by little, less people started saying Freddy. I'm just Fernando. That's my birth name. Everyone knows me as Fernando, but a lot of people know me as Freddy are from my past, are from when I was growing up in high school and soccer and just in general. So some people still, I'm going to just bring it back. I'm going to go by Freddy on this podcast. It'll feel more comfortable because it's more, uh, um, I guess, familiar to me, you know, and uh, eh, just feel like doing something different. I'll have an alias. So yeah, I'm Freddy, your host. Uh, just gonna toss some labels at ya. 
I am Colombian, as I said, Colombian American. I'm a male. I'm a big soccer fan. Barcelona's my team. I've been a soccer fan since I was like 10 years old, watching Gold TV. I'm a tree hugger. That's a fact. I love nature. Um, free spirited in that way. Uh, Afro Latino. I like to believe that I have African ancestry. Obviously, I'm Latino. I'm Colombian, so I have um, um, Native American ancestry and European ancestry. I'm a New Jerseyan. New Jerseyan, born and raised. I've been in New Jersey my whole life. South Jersey, Egg Harbor Township. I was born in Galloway, actually, but moved to Egg Harbor Township when I was like five. Right now, I live in Newark. I've been living in the general area of Newark for like the past four plus years, four or five years, I guess. Lived in New Brunswick before that, but after New Brunswick, I lived in um, Elizabeth, Irvington, uh, Rahway a little bit, uh, Harrison, uh, Newark, of course, and um, yeah, definitely, Plainfield. Uh, so I've been around, definitely. Um, what else? I mean, I'm a two, two feet, ten toe using motherfucker. And make no mistake, this uh, podcast is, is is about self-expression. So there might be some explicit uh, uh, words sometimes. And you just got to deal with it. Uh, yeah, ten feet. Uh, <laughs> two feet, ten toe using, one tongue, two lung breathing. Um, yeah, I'm just a person. I'm just me. I'm just... Uh, I don't want to say it like that. I've been trying to work on getting rid of my ego, but, you know, maybe there is no getting rid of it. Who knows? But as far as I know, it's not good to be like, yes, I'm this and I'm that. And it's not good for me. It's, I'm a soccer player and I play this and I'm also well-versed in that and I'm showing off for everybody and I'm Fernando. Yay! It's like, yeah, stroking my own ego is not really my thing. So yeah, I am a two feet, ten toe using. Um, 27 years old. Sometimes I feel seven years old. That's what also inspired this poem that I just read to you. Uh, I feel like seven years ago was where I began my journey to uh, self-improvement. That's that's a big fact. Um, when I was uh, searching on Anchor, Anchor is uh, owned by Spotify. Anchor is how I'm posting this podcast out. Um, they have categories for podcasts, and it was like, you know, film and TV, it was like music, sports, and then uh, personal journals, and then this and that, and I was like, I don't know what category this podcast is going to fall into, I feel like I'll just let it go, but then I realized one of the things was self-improvement, and I'm like, well, that's what life's all about, I mean, if I'm going to be talking about a bunch of different subjects, it's not going to be to waste my breath, it's going to be to better myself, self-expression. It's going to be to better myself and to help people better themselves. You know, hopefully if this podcast doesn't doesn't do anything for y'all, it'll, it'll at least, you know, give you a different perspective or, you know, just, just make you feel like you're not alone or give you something that you could relate to, you know. So seven years ago is when I started that. I think I told this story on another podcast uh, that uh, there was a potato refrigerator in the uh, Produce Junction job when I was 20 years old. And uh, the boss would call me in there to, you know, have serious conversations. And then he told me, you know, you're not being social enough with the customers. You need to be more social with the customers. Every time I see you, you have your head down, Freddie. And uh, you just, you know, 
you don't say hi well, you might say hi but you don't really interact with the customers be more social so then that's when i started to you know realize okay i got to take things more seriously you know this is a job that i need to hold on to let me see what this social thing's all about i've never you know i feel like i can't i can't hide it i can't hide anymore so then i started researching on my own how to be social and i uh, began to work on myself that was 7 years ago so sometimes sometimes I feel seven years old. That's you know that's just how it is. Sometimes I feel like the first twenty years of my life I've I was busy just absorbing the wrong, learning the wrong things. You know, of course school was cool and all that. I had great grades. I was eighty ninth percent in my whole class of seven hundred. So that was pretty freaking good. You know, I was a nerd. I had all Asian friends. I was a nerdy kid. You know, so school taught me good things. You know, algebra, you know, the quadratic formula, all that's good shit. It's not, it's not like that shit is useless. But my point is, unfortunately, that shit is useless. You know, I was being taught the wrong things. I was being taught that my thoughts don't matter, that no one wants to hear my opinion, that I'm picked on, that I'm less than you. You know, all that bullshit that's just instilled in me by several different people. I don't want to blame anybody, but it's like society you know so yeah i like dancing soccer basketball ping pong chess running i have like a list of things and springboard diving i did in high school bananagrams i love to play i feel like it's a good way to get to know people you know bananagrams it's like crossword it's like scrabble supporting friends you know gardening is my thing i'm out here on a on a gardening field trip i guess you could call it uh in california for three weeks so gardening is my thing animals the same thing there's horses here at the ranch so i love animals i'm learning more about animals every day um music and poetry i'm passionate about i'm passionate about talking to pretty girls and passionate about human attraction definitely had had no social skills growing up so by uh by default i had no girlfriend ever i have no um um yeah i feel like girls have like you know obviously their body you know what i mean to attract a male that's how us males brains are wired and and a male it, it has confidence as their main attraction as their main attractive trait i didn't have confidence growing up i'm still working on that so I guess by default, I just never, I didn't have social skills, didn't have confidence, I, I wasn't being attractive to other lovely young ladies, so I just growing up, I didn't, I didn't date, I didn't do nothing like that, I didn't have a girlfriend, so that nowadays, I'm working on that, I'm, I'm studying human attraction, I'm very passionate about it, I'm very passionate about trying new things, you know, um, figuring my own way to eventually have a girlfriend uh figuring out all the different things like overcoming approach anxiety like flirting like having confidence when i speak like uh you know just things of that nature so i study that i study uh, uh, uh music and poetry well yeah i guess i'd stu study music and poetry i'm just passionate about them i love listening to music i love playing music i'm decent at the guitar i'm decent at the drum the the djembe drum what is that african one called or the bongo or something i could play the shit out of that soccer coaching i'm passionate about i feel like growing up i had shitty soccer coaches so it's just you know it's in me it's definitely in me to one day do a better job you know i don't really coach right now i did refereeing for 10 years and, and that was cool and all but i want to do coaching 
I'm very passionate about spreading love, spreading positivity. You know, I'm starting this podcast to express myself, to allow myself and my guests to tell their stories and to help others who may listen and learn something, you know. Uh, Not necessarily is a term that recently I started using more and more. It comes up in situations where, like, let's say someone's being judgmental or just simply doesn't know. And then someone might step up and say, well, you know, not necessarily. And then just proceed to politely tell their side of the story or their story. So, yeah, this podcast is going to be about self-improvement. That's the category that it falls under. And, um, you know, hopefully you download Spotify to listen or get it however you get it. Uh, The most common recurring themes on this podcast will most likely be like personal stories, struggles, triumphs, uh, confidence, balance, mental health, dating, sex, yoga, meditation, diet, attraction, human attraction, of course, um, socializing, things of that nature. Things that interest me, things that interest my guests, things that interest y'all, hopefully. So, you know, today I just thought I'd start with the icebreaker. Here's the icebreaker question section. Uh, What is your favorite food? My favorite food. If I had a guest, I'd be asking them first, but make no mistake, I'm by myself today. And my favorite food is baked potato, and that's without a doubt. But it's not just a potato thrown in the oven. Make no mistake, it. my parents used to make it in a special way. They just toss a whole bunch of Lowry's garlic salt on it with, with margarine butter. Which is not butter, but just margarine. Uh, it's like 70% vegetable oil uh, spread. And we would, you know, put our fingers in it and then just, you know... <laughs> brush the potato with our fingers with all margarine everywhere and then just shower the thing with Lowry's garlic salt and then toss it in the oven for an hour and 20 minutes flipping it right in between flipping it at 40 minutes and that shit comes out amazing I have some you know nostalgia whenever I smell even even when I microwave a potato and it's the right kind you know the Idaho ones the good quality ones not the cheap shit like it depends where you go but if you get potatoes for 59 cents a pound then it's like eh, it's possibly gonna just be a shitty shitty tasting potato but if you go to the Siabras shout out Siabras in Ironbound Newark there's like six of them motherfucking stores um in Ironbound Newark, they have, you know, 79-cent potatoes. Those are my shit. I, even when I microwave one of those, I get nostalgia. Brings me back to the first time I ever sat with my parents and my brother at the big dinner table. Garlic, salt, and butter. And, and then we split open the potato and mashed it with a fork. Yeah, man, that's delicious. This is my favorite food. Like, you know, but just potatoes in general, too. I love potatoes. It's the survival crop of the world, you know. So, it is what it is. Uh, I want to talk about food today, definitely, because last podcast, Elizabeth mentioned being vegetarian, and and, and I'm a big plant-based kid, you know, (laughs) as as of recently, I'm plant-based. That's kind of what I just say, you know, being plant-based, that could be the the, uh, explanation for anything. Oh, Fernando, you know, be careful when you're going into the pond and, and, and you know, that, that water's dirty. You, you might get sick. I'm plant-based, you know. And, uh, oh, Fernando, maybe that uh, wheelbarrow's too heavy for you. Oh, no, don't carry it up the hill. You're going to hurt yourself. But I'm plant-based. 
You know, that's just the excuse. That's just, I'm a plant-based kid. That means I'm healthy. That means I know what I'm doing. That means, uh, you know, I don't have to worry about things like people have to worry about. You know, if I, if I drink water, eat my plants, and, and stay away from microwave food and fast food and uh, meats and cheeses, there's nothing that can go wrong, basically. I'm just, you know, my body's very adaptable. That's, that's what... um. That's what I've been thinking about recently too. It's like my body's so adaptable that it's just like whatever, you know, maybe I'll get sick then I'll just, you know, overcome it and whatever, you know, my, my body just adapts like, you know. So, yeah, I want to talk about food. Uh, being plant-based is different from being vegan. Being vegan is more strict. It's like vegans don't even wear leather belts. Uh, they wouldn't wear leather shoes things of that nature but you know once i heard the term vegan shoes i was like what that's hilarious but it makes sense vegan you know it means no animal products used so yeah but i don't give a fuck about none of that i'm, I'm just talking about diet so being plant-based is more accurate especially when accurate for me especially when i wouldn't mind eating a croissant every now and then tossing a croissant ripping it to shreds and putting it in my salad as croutons gives a little you know slight buttery flavor to my uh salad i don't mind doing that so that's not vegan at all so the croissant has butter so but it's plant-based though because the croissant is made mostly of bread plants i believe so i'm plant-based you know Elizabeth is vegetarian. She has cheese once in a while. I believe she said she has fish once in a while. Uh, so I guess she'd be a pescatarian. So, yeah. Uh, so more strictly, I'm an eggitarian. Definitely I'm an eggitarian. Because, um, yeah, I like me an egg once in a while. I feel like it's not too bad for my health. Uh, you know, uh, I might talk about my dad every once in a while on this podcast. But my father, he had diabetes and reversed it by eating healthy by eating plant-based and he definitely still had an egg once in a while once every day even sometimes so uh, a hard-boiled egg because you know obviously if you fry the egg it's not as good as having it hard-boiled uh, have it hard-boiled you you avoid any of the extra grease that might come when you use olive oil or whatever or when you fry it so he would have a hard-boiled egg like every day sometimes or once every two days and he reversed his diabetes and make no mistake diabetes comes from eating fats and having your arteries clogged up so the insulin can't escape your or the sugar can't escape your bloodstream the way it normally does so you know some people would say an egg has oh so much cholesterol it's bad for your blood bad for your arteries and you're gonna get heart disease because if you eat too much eggs what is it the documentary what the health that's the one that said that, uh, yeah, I like What the Health. That was the first plant-based, or that was the first um, food and nutrition documentary that I watched on my journey to being plant-based. Uh, but yeah, there was, it was a bit extreme. That was a vegan documentary. It was quite extreme. Uh, it said like eating one egg is equivalent to smoking five cigarettes. That's literally what it said in the documentary in one part. And you know, that's wrong. Uh, oh, just by hearing that, it sounds ridiculous. So I did a little tiny bit more research and just used my instinct like, eggs are fine. Eggs are good for me. Eggs are good for my dad. It's in my genes. It doesn't clog up my arteries. Yeah, it makes me feel slightly... It's, whenever I eat food that's non-plant-based, I notice a difference immediately. Just when the food goes down, my body feels it. You know, I feel sluggish, you know. 
but having one egg is like okay i'll feel full i'll feel a little bit full and that's no problem you know maybe i'll take a break maybe i'll eat the egg at dinner time i don't really like eating non-plant-based food during the day so if i have an egg for breakfast i might feel a little bit slow afterwards obviously my body will adapt but i'd rather not so yeah having an egg is good for me you know um totally we spoke of developing confidence and stuff, me and Elizabeth, so I kind of wanted to address, like, you know, diet and, and, and the problems that one might go through. That I'm, that I, let me speak for myself. The problems that I go through regarding diet, you know? Uh, definitely, you know, everyone has to start somewhere, that's what we said, uh, regarding confidence, you know? You could, you know, if you're working on confidence and you're starting from zero, you can just leave the house. Take one step out the house, you know. I'm not exactly sure what zero would be. Would be the extreme case of, of not having confidence. But it, I imagine it would be something like that. Just not even feeling like you're worthy to just, you know, explore the world. To step out of the house, you know. Or to just be, just just exist. To tie your shoe in public. It's like, oh, is somebody looking at me thinking that I'm tying my shoe wrong? Or is someone going to slap my head because because they sense my negative, my non-confidence, my insecurities? And, you know, it's just insecurities can drive you wild. I've been there. But, you know, if you're dealing with an extreme issue, everybody has to start somewhere. So you could just start with going outside and just going outside. Or next, you, or if you're starting from somewhere else, you could go outside and do 10 push-ups. Or if you're starting from somewhere else, you could, uh, let's say you've talked to a couple people, you have a couple friends, you have some confidence in certain situations. Just leave the house and say hi to 10 people walking down the street, you know. Or if, you know, if you don't really, if you're in a suburban place or in a ranch somewhere far away from there's not that many people, then you could go to where there is, you know, take a Uber, take a bus, take a train, use your two feet, a bicycle, whatever. Go to the city and walk past people and say hi and just talk to, uh, a good thing that I heard on TV was talking to, um, this is off topic, we're talking about food, but make no mistake, it's all connected. Uh... You, a good exercise is talking to people whose job it is to talk to you, like the person at J.C. Penney sitting, uh, uh, standing at the at the cashier, or the barista at the coffee shop, or um, you know just people whose job it is to to answer your questions, ask them simple questions, normal questions like, excuse me, what kind of non-dairy milks do you have? Uh, excuse me, do you have these pants in size thirty-eight times thirty-two? Uh, just simple questions. Oh, can you direct me to where the shirts are? Because me, I like, I need, I need some shirts. Just simple questions like that, and then you know, just get the confidence, and then take it further, and the next step, do something, do something better. And if you, you know, if you feel like you failed, if you feel like you didn't do good enough, you can just accept it, and then try better next time. There's always next time. So back to food, it's the same thing. Lately, I've been writing, a, lately, I, yesterday night, I started doing a food journal, you know, because I realized that, wow, I'm on vacation, I'm supposed to be bettering myself, self-improvement, life's about progression, so I'm on, I'm on my three-week stay at this ranch, and I'm still not eating as healthy as I could be, let me, let me really start working on it, let me start writing down this tonight, I messed up, and I had two graham crackers covered with chocolate, and uh, also a Pop-Tart, uh, cinnamon toast Pop-Tart. 
and I shouldn't have because I should have went straight to bed and that would have allowed me to wake up earlier because make no mistake I need to feed the horses early early morning so I can have the possibility of riding them you know that was the thing I'm looking forward to and and I think I did pretty good last night you know I did those exact things that I said the graham crackers and the pop tart but the thing is I could have done a lot worse I could have had two pop tarts and I could have had a, a glass of milk from the cow and a, all type of stuff but you know I had somewhat control I chugged some water I did brush my teeth and I went to bed knowing that I have to wake up early and I didn't wake up too late you know but it's always a work in progress I'm starting from somewhere you know I'm starting this food journal you know and I'm just trying to get I'm just trying to better myself and my diet because you know make no mistake I, I do have uh, overeating problem and we'll call this the shouldn't you be section because some people would look at me and just see that I'm skinny and be like uh, well shouldn't you're skinny so shouldn't you be just eating as much as you can to pack on some weight <laughs> you know people say the dumbest shit that's a fact. People say the dumbest shit. They will, and I've heard this several times. My aunts, my uncles, everybody say this type of shit, and I'm just like, not necessarily. You know, if I'm healthy at this weight, then let me be. First of all, don't even be commenting. You shouldn't even be commenting on you know my body weight or what you think I should be doing. Just worry about yourself. You know, you should be doing what you think you should be doing. Do worry about yourself. So. When I was 14, first time I went, uh, yeah, 14 in the spring, in April 2009, I believe. First time I went to Colombia with my mom to visit family, I was 14. And and I remember eating at my uncle's house. This was pretty traumatic. This stays with me to this day. Uh, They would always look at my plate of food and be like, Ah, es que no come nada este niño. Es que no come nada. That translates to... Oh, it's just that he doesn't eat anything. It's just that this boy doesn't eat anything. And I just remembered their voices with that connotation and, and, and just feeling down on myself and feeling like I needed to please them or something. Like, you know, just a lot of confusing thoughts. And, and, and then every morning I'd wake up and, and when I was in, this, in their house in Colombia and just stuff myself and like kind of showing off like... And then finally, one of the uncles said, oh, well, he does eat a big breakfast. Whoa, I don't know how he ate so much. And then I impressed him. And then I felt good about myself. But I make no mistake, I could not move because I was so full. And, uh, yeah, that stuck with me. It made me, like, always feel like I have to eat. I have to eat, eat, eat. And uh, that's just, you know, unhealthy. (laughs) That's just Colombian culture. It's just what my uncles made me feel. You know, that's basically my main vice now. Uh, uh, And thankfully, I don't do heroin or drugs or cocaine or mushrooms or marijuana. I just can't smoke marijuana. I've tried many times, but it always hurts my throat. And and uh, that's the thing with me. I need to be able to breathe freely. I think it's something with my lungs, you know. I can't even swim more than like three quarters of a lap without stopping and catching my breath. Uh, so yeah, I could run forever, you know, make no mistake, I can really run forever, I have my, my lungs do work, but as far as like controlled breath, I can't even play the harmonica, so it's just, you know, um, yeah, my, my, I, I can't smoke, I, my main vice is just food, you know, I usually go to some fried chicken or some, I don't even want to think about it, but <laughs> I guess I have to, I must confront my vice i must confront my demons i uh go to fried chicken i go to ice cream you know definitely ice cream 
Uh, but what replaces ice cream is just a good glass of juice. Because I feel like juice is not even natural. Water is the best thing on the planet, but juice is like, you know, so easily accessible. And it's just such a sugar high that it's a good enough replacement, you know. It's good enough, you know. I have to start somewhere, so what? maybe one day I'll just keep drinking juice every time I crave an ice cream. And then eventually I'll just crave, like, uh, I, I don't know, um, uh, watered down juice or just water with lemon. That's a good one. Or just tea. And then eventually I'll just be drinking water and be constantly busy. See, there's a lot of ways that I can attack this vice that I have, that I can attack these demons um, of overeating, of temptations, of, you know, non-plant-based things, of meats like chicken and cheeses. Uh, you know, staying busy, that's the thing. I love to stay busy. I love to always have something to do. I always have something to look forward to in the morning because uh, my eating habits, the, my bad eating habits come out at nighttime when there's, you know, I'm uh, just thinking about bed. I'm just thinking about how the day went. If it didn't go spectacularly, then I might, you know, just like find some reason to overeat. That's how it works. So grapefruit and black pepper and ginger, you know, you have a, a grapefruit ginger shot with some sprinkled black pepper on it that decreases your appetite and it's good as fuck for you. It's delicious. And, and that's another way that I've been trying to combat these temptations. Um, yeah, man, I usually I go to a lot of crazy things like like during the quarantine, it was crackers and margarine, just like a big ass tub of margarine. And I just, you know, go crazy. And then, like, I remember in high in, in college, I would have ice cream, peanut butter, and jelly sandwiches with chips, Ahoy chocolate chip cookies right in the middle. And it'd be, like, falling out the sides of my mouth and dripping down to my shirt. And I didn't give a fuck. Well, college was pretty depressing. So I, I, I can't even imagine myself eating that these days because, man, I, I think I must have had so many of them that I got sick of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for, like, a whole year. Yeah, and, but now I love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches again. I just don't put ice cream in them. Shit, that shit was crazy. I really used to do that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely during high school I had uh, had me turkey sandwich every day with tons of mayo and butter and then other snacks like popcorn and then fruits and then, you know, always, always my apple juice, definitely. So, yeah, I would overeat during high school too. And then these days I would just lurk around during in the kitchen during late night, just eating, just sitting there cooking and eating and washing dishes. This is like hours at a time in the kitchen. It's not good. It's not good. I try to combat it by, you know, the thing, the the the, the things that I said. Ginger shots and staying focused. Food journaling. I've been food journaling a long time. I've been, you know, trying to write down like, you know, these is the reason that I ate tonight or let me look forward to tomorrow or the reasons not to eat fried chicken is makes me slow it's disgusting the people are mean at the fast food restaurants you know just different ways of combating it so yeah yeah it gets really bad in the winter too in the winter in new jersey you know it gets pretty cold and that just adds to the depression and the depression makes me eat more and then eating more makes me more depressed and then i eat more that's how the cycle goes, but yeah, unfortunately, the winter it could get really bad. Especially me now that I'm, you know, in my car at at night. I go back to my car to sleep, and then in New Jersey, and then you know I have you know 
I might have peanut butter and jelly on deck or just, you know, food that I bought. Um, yeah, I get a lot of temptations at night, especially when it's cold and I have a 15, 20 minute walk to go from the station to my car and then loneliness hits, you know, all type of depressing things. And that just, that just makes me worse. But yeah, I'll get back to that later. The, uh, the winter, last winter, I don't know how I made it through, but goddamn, not the best memories. We'll unpack that in a later episode. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that diet and stuff today. That's about it for today. I think I'll make the episodes like 45 minutes to an hour long. And if it's really juicy, you know, then over an hour is cool too. You know, thank you for listening. Tune in next Saturday morning. I'll uh, post episodes every Saturday morning. All right, peace.